Hello and welcome to CoffeeCon 2020 with My Child First. Our guest today is simply introduced by saying she's a Delhi-based mother who has adopted a third child after having two biological children. It's my pleasure to welcome to CoffeeCon 2020, Jinya. Hi, Jinya. Hi, Divya. Hi, Divya. Thank you so much for having me on board. Absolutely, I think no parenting story is complete until we look at the different and beautiful ways that we can become mothers and fathers, and find ourselves giving in that feeling that all giving love that parents have for their children. Exactly, exactly. And, and so today we are looking forward to this conversation. You and I have talked about this a little bit, and and I think that what you said really resonated with me. So I'm going to start with saying. If you could just start talking about the love of a mother for a child that each of us experience, almost uniquely, differently, but also universally. Right. So, if you first ask me, um, it's basically the love of a mother is, you know, is the nurture of the physical, emotional, and social element of both the parent and the child. so if uh, i mean if you have if you want me to summarize it this is how i will summarize is the nurturing the emotional social overall development of both the parent and the uh, you know uh, child and this love is actually the foundation of a child's personality development the child's uh, cognitive skill development the child's uh, trust towards others the ch- how the child looks at the world the child's approach towards life towards love towards uh, everybody you know so this is what the relationship is all about when it comes to a child and a parent and it can be through different ways it can be uh, different mothers they have their own way of uh, creating this bond with their child and they are doing a great job and it's perfect for them so yes. if i feel that what i'm doing is amazing i also feel that what you as a mother doing is also great absolutely the definition is different but ultimately we all have a common goal that yeah. to create that bond and you know uh, grow with the child learn and learn things at the same time and just go with the flow as well yeah that's right and uh, you know so uh, the fact is that you have two biological children and an adopted child right. what were your early challenges as you made that decision okay so there are lot there were lot many challenges uh to start with i will talk about myself and i'll be very honest and i will be very blunt saying that um uh four to five years before i mean i was also one of them who considered adoption as a last resort for childless uh, couple or a childless baby i was also one of them right uh, i was not a, i mean i won't say that i was perfect i am a saint but having said this what extra i did was i was receptive towards change i was trying to understand the process of adoption how it works so the thought of adoption came to my mind uh, in 2015 but i immediately didn't you know kind of jump into any conclusion no i have to adopt because of the age old conditioning which i also had so what i did instead of kind of uh, 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 not thinking about adoption i decided to at least 
do my own research at least talk to parents try to understand how it works especially parents who already have biological kids and they went uh, ahead and adopted their second or a third uh, child so the challenges was first to come was come out of my own apprehension to come out of my own social conditioning on my mindset second was again your family because my parents you know who are who are from a different generation altogether yeah. i am receptive towards change but they are not so talking to them was uh, the second challenge uh, third was of course um, uh, the fact that i personally was not aware of the fact that people who already have biological kids in my case i already have two boys is it also i mean does it actually happen do people adopt you know so more than the external challenges i will say first i had my own internal conflicts because i had no clue about it i was totally clueless zero idea and then this, the more i you know started talking about it the more i started reading about it i realized that yes it's totally fine it's normal i mean it's okay it's a big deal about it you can actually do it and as per the laws as per indian laws yes you are eligible for uh, adopting a child so yes these are where the primary challenges i will say and secondly were the challenges were you know the taboo around the society people asking you that you know you have your own kids why do you want to adopt then since i have two boys they were like ki bete to hai aur kya chahiye and then the 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 dilemma how to discuss about adoption with my in laws because again they were from a different set and fourth i'll be very honest that we i mean uh, belonging my in laws belonging to an orthodox muslim setup so the whole idea was not very uh, you know clear to them So yes, these were the challenges uh, I uh, did face. You started this conversation. I mean, this particular segment by saying that a thought came to me. Right. And we've been looking at some research uh, about uh, you know how when do you first what is constant uh, you know conscious conception? Yes. And we say that a baby comes into our life by the intention of the mother. Exactly. And it seemed like. this was the intention of the mother yes yes and then the process of pregnancy or planning a child and that exactly. seems quite synchronous to Almost. what you did exactly and the challenge is there so even even an adoption the child arrives in the mother's jisko kehte hain zehen mein you know appears to the mother as a as a pull and that's the day you conceive the child <laughs> this is what i feel you know that's yes. when that the thought of adoption comes to your mind is the day you conceive the child yes. and the child is actually conceived in your heart yeah. and that's how you know things progress with yeah that. but that's true for any child that the mm-hmm. love of the mother blossoms and the longing of the child comes and then the means of getting it changes for people and therefore thinking of adoption as the last resort when uh, you've not had your own child kind of says that that that's not blossomed that capacity to love has not yet blossomed and that's such a disservice to human beings because we have the capacity to love so uh, unconditionally we have really large hearts you know people who have one child love their child they think that they they cannot love anybody more than this then they have the second child exactly and exactly. it's not divided it's not it's just expand to fit that and if you have a third child you expand even more Exactly. Exactly. And you continue to expand. So tell us a little bit about how you see this, that expansion as well. Okay. So, also I think it matters, Divya. That I mean, let me just talk about my own personality. I have always been, you know, uh, a person who loves to have kids around. 
so ever since i myself was a teenager i remember visiting my uh, nana house and i had my cousins who were like 2 years 3 years and i remember my aunties they used to be feel so relieved looking at seeing me because i used to take care of the kids for hours and play with them so that thing has always there in me all right uh, so my yes it's true that the love for a child in me was so strong that i actually ignored the fact that i'm going to have a third baby because let's be very practical that uh, in today's world having and raising three kids physically emotionally um, uh, financially you need lot of uh, support as well okay but having said this the the feeling was so strong i can't tell you i mean i don't know i'm able to express it but the feeling was so strong that i have to do it i want a child i want a third baby i want a, and of course the desire to have a girl child was very much strong in me because i already uh, have two boys so i always tell people that the feeling has to be very strong within me that yeah. there were so many uh, uh, obstacles so many hurdles so many people scare mongering all around but deep down i used to listen to all of them but deep down i knew that no matter what you guys say i am going to do it but that's and that's exactly what you need when you want to have a child yeah adoption be through biological the feeling has to be extremely strong that nothing else can stop you from uh, not going ahead with it with your yeah. uh, decision to have a child yeah yeah so you know uh, on one hand we are looking at this as the last resort and on the other hand which is also yet the pendulum really way out of the scope of parenthood is saying oh you know kisi ki bhalai ho rahi hai so what do you feel now that you you are nurturing this baby she's yours uh, and there's that connection how does this two stories play out in reality Okay. And from a from a person who's ingrained in it, how would you look at these two stories? Last resort, and the whole charity bit. Okay, so again, I'll be very honest with you. The as I told you, the uh, the thought around adoption uh, kind of emerged in my mind at at uh, around 2015, December 2015, and then came September 2016, where uh, my father called me one day and he said that uh, you know what. Uh, there is a news in my uh, my father uh, he was working back then i mean now he's retired that a newborn baby was left abandoned in a cold rack all right and my father called me and said ki i'm just going to meet because the child has been rescued and he uh, she is in the hospital and i'm just going to so when he you know and i i was in a, in that situation where i was actually contemplating adoption and when he shared this incident with me i was like ki how can somebody do this you know and the thought became more stronger having said this it actually doesn't mean that i adopted out of sympathy it was it did act as a trigger point for me that particular incident but having said this every child deserves a family yeah. every family deserves a child. a child so these two are actually interconnected which i personally uh, feel now the taboo around adoption is so strong that people still call me up and say that you are a super parent you are a noble person you did such a charitable thing and it kind of breaks my heart yeah i tell you it, it breaks my heart because i adopted because of my own selfish reason i wanted a child it's as simple as that it's as simple as that again i'll be honest with you having birthed two kids i was not in a mood to uh, go for a third baby because i was not in the mood i already gave birth to two boys and first reason was what if it's a boy again second 
I don't want to go through the entire uh, birthing process. process. I am kind of I have my I had my own set of experiences, which was good experience again. But why not adoption? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I always constantly ask myself why not. When people yeah. ask me why adoption, I used to kind of uh, talk to them that why not? Yeah. What's wrong in it? It's yeah. the process is different. The 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 challenges are different. At the end of the day, our destination is same. Be yeah. through biologically. be to the our destination is seen so yeah. i never looked at adoption as something charitable or uh, some i never looked at my daughter uh, in terms of sympathy yes deep down my daughter came to, uh, to our into our lives when she was 3 years old so as a mother sometimes i do you know kind of okay i'm being emotional now i do uh, feel like shit i was not there with her for the first 3 years of her life you know so sorry no take your time Sorry. No, no, don't apologize. Don't ever apologize for the love you feel. So as a mother, you are also I mean we all know that when your child falls sick or when child is hurt, so you immediately run to the child. Sometimes I do feel that uh, who was there to, you know, cater to her needs when she yeah. was sick. Yeah. 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 These feelings do come to my mind not because out of sympathy. because out of love because right? of protection for your child because of protecting my child and yeah. as a mother i do feel bad yeah um so i always tell people it's not sympathy the moment a child is home you become a mother yeah and the moment you become a mother you do have, tend to have these feelings mm-hmm. like i am 34 years now my mom still cries if she comes to know that i'm sick yeah till now so many years i have been married for 12 years i am mother of three kids i don't tell my mom when i'm sick because i know that she'll create all those you know how moms are so similarly yeah. i also feel bad like wish i was there with my daughter for the first 3 years of life wish yeah. i was there to cater to her needs uh, when she was sick you know yeah. but these are not sympathy this is no. just what a mother feels uh, for her child mm. so i always tell people that um, whatever apprehensions you have Okay, I have a fourth baby. My bunny is hopping around me. Okay, so um, the moment the child is home, the feeling becomes so strong in in you that you don't you forget about the fact that the child you 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 did not give birth to to that baby, but the child is still yours. Yes, the child is still uh, indeed, yes. indeed. Even if the child doesn't reciprocate your feeling, because initially, first one year, my daughter did not reciprocate my feeling because it was for as I told you before, it for her it was more of a shifting of homes. at the age of 3 and first year of life we know that the child gets attached to their primary caregiver that's and right for my daughter her primary caregivers were the orphanage uh, nannies and the orphanage caretakers so she took her time but for me the moment she was home i felt connected and i i mean i i fell in love with her connection it did happen over time the morning did happen but i fell in love with her because she was always there in my mind in my heart yes the only thing i was waiting for her to come to my house that's it yeah So yeah, uh, yeah, that is so wonderful to hear. But it also fills up, uh, fills us with hope and joy that this isn't about acquiring a biological product. Your children are not possessions; you don't own them, but they come into your life and see what they do to you. Yes. And uh, so, so yes, of course. And so that's a really strong message, and it's wonderful to hear you say this that you're not doing anybody a favor. 
No, I'm not. I'm not. In fact, you're doing yourself a favor because yes. you have one more child to Please. love. Yes, yes, yes. I'm not doing any. None of my child, uh, uh, they are not answerable to me when they grow up. Same applies to my daughter. When she grows up, she will be having legal access to do her root search and she has all the right to uh, do so. I am I'm, I'm not doing any favor to her. Yes, but, but even so, they bring so much joy in our life. Yes. That is its own reward. I think that's the... That is why women want to keep on having children, exactly. not because they want to only be pregnant, exactly. but they want to feel this this strength of that protective uh, little lioness for her cub uh, yeah. kind of feeling. We women are like the moment we have a child, well, and we get so stressed out. We say that I'm not gonna have. I mean, for me, when I had my first baby, I was like, okay, end of it. I'm not gonna have my any more kids. I had my second son. And I was like, fine, it's okay. I'm not going to have any more child. I again had my third baby. So it's because, it's, again, the desire in you to love somebody so strong that you uh, do not keep these things in mind while going for a, a baby. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, you know, we're going to kind of say that how difficult is the legal process? Okay. And if you could very briefly give steps so that if somebody is hearing this now or in the future, might have clarity. Clarity, of right. where they can get that information. Okay. So the good thing is that adoption in India is now centralized. Everything is online. It is um, uh, regulated by CARA, which is Central Adoption Authority and Research. The steps are very simple. All you need to do is just register online in CARA. You have to create your profile where you're going to upload documents like your birth certificate. If you're if married, then uh, marriage certificate and ID proof and stuff. And then you have to um, give your preferences because you have preference option, whereas you can select gender, you can select the age category, which is like zero to two years, two to uh, three years. You can even select three states of your choice where you want your child to be from. I selected, uh, initially I selected three states. I shifted to all India because I realized that if I have to have a child, it can be from any part of uh, India. So I shifted to all India. So, and then once you uh, fill up these uh, preferences, you will there will be a home study somebody from the local agency will come and you know kind of uh, interact with you and try to understand why you want to adopt and they will upload your home study report and that's it you are in the waiting list and then with time so the adoption process uh, for zero to four years takes around 22 to 24 months so let's say two years and which is a very uh, i mean which has been reduced because initially it used to be like three years four years and it was at the hand of the orphanage uh, owners or the people who run the orphanage. Now, anybody can adopt irrespective of your uh, gender, irrespective of your marital status. Okay. Single male can also adopt. Single male can only adopt a male child though, but single male can adopt, uh, adopt a child. So coming to legal process, yes. Um, it is, I will not say it is slow, but it depends from place to place. Uh, let's accept the fact that uh, my daughter is from a, uh, uh, you know, from a well-developed city, but when you opt for all India, if the child is from a remote village or a remote uh, uh, orphanage from a remote place, so there the legal system is little slow because you know how things are uh, in India. But having said this, overall it's centralized. Uh, it's non-fussy according to me. Uh, there had been some cases where parents did have to kind of travel uh, to and fro multiple times uh, because of uh, lack of availability of uh, the judges or what lawyers or whatever it is but overall the process is very simple everything uh, all the details are mentioned on cara and the guidelines are there so yeah it's it's easy it's easy nonsense so it seems like a gestation period yeah it's you've had a thought you've applied so it's, it seems like you're literally waiting 
for the baby to be yours yes and, and manifest yes and after 2015 uh, centralization you don't have to run around everything is like online you just sit down you just upload your uh, documents and you just wait you don't have to go to and fro to the orphanage and submit papers ki nahi ye document jo pehle hota tha ki ye document submit karo this is not right that is not right so no you don't have to do all this so it's so uh, it gives those prospective adoptive parents that peace of mind because anyways they are very overwhelmed they are in a very uh, when they any any parents so be it a pregnant uh, pregnant yeah, they are overwhelmed she is also overwhelmed similarly i am also my husband is all, were also we were also very overwhelmed that you know what's going to happen so these processes have make your life little easier as compared to what it was before that's wonderful to know yes so also i want to know that there's all these little stories that go with adopted children about how to behave with them how to tell them everything but i personally feel that once you bring a baby home and you're the mother then it's very intuitive Can you talk about that intuitiveness a little bit? Okay, so in our case, we uh, opted for an older child. So we opted for two to four years age category, and our daughter was three years exactly when uh, she was home. So yes, we uh, we were told few uh, stuff that you know these things may happen because when you welcome uh, an older kid, he or she has already gone through a lot. You know, gone through a lot in the first two, three, four years of her life. so we did face certain uh, things as told by others but there was uh, but every family is different every yeah. family lifestyle is different so first i will start talking about what worked for me was yeah. i already uh, had have two boys so when my daughter was home she kind of uh, connected well with her brothers obviously she did not look at them at, at as her brother but as playmates yeah As and how old were they when when so she came home so nana was 3 my daughter was 3 years old my uh, elder son was 7 uh, and a half and my middle now the middle child uh, he was 4 and a half years old okay okay so it's almost uh, you can say you know uh, a well planned baby yeah 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 i did maintain the birth order i wanted to maintain the birth order hence i opted for 2 to 4 uh, years that was my uh, one thing i was little i can say particular about i wanted to maintain the birth order so she was she felt very connected uh, with uh, because she was used to having kids all around her mm-hmm. coming from an uh, child care institution she was used to having kids around her so she that worked in favor of, uh, in our favor and it was easy for her to settle down so even if she had some amount of meltdowns or some amount of stress every time she used um, it was easy for her to divert her mind because she uh, saw her brothers playing and then she used to go back and play with them so these things work for her and thirdly i think i feel that since i already uh, had that mommy hormones activated because of my two boys it was easy for me to understand uh, uh, my daughter's uh, apprehension or her anxiety or her fear in fact you won't believe uh, i was the only person who could understand her language she had a mix of hindi punjabi and and she was kind of little uh, you know uh, what do you call lisp totla and nobody could understand her since day one in when when we were in the car and she requested her father to play a particular punjabi song and he could not understand it and after three attempts it was me who understand uh, understood which song, song she wanted to it and what happened was that every time my daughter said something to her father or her brothers nobody could understand and she would would get so angry she would come to me in fact i did, did an article on this she would come to me ki mama ye samjha do so i became her translator and this is how i bonded with my daughter so when somebody asked me how you bonded i think our language was the only way because she developed that trust in me that this lady is understanding my language so 
whatever problem I have, I have to go and tell her. So she used to tell me, and then I used to tell my husband or the boys that listen, this is what your daughter, your sister is saying. So that's how we uh, developed that bond, and that, maybe that what calmed her also. पूरी <laughs> you know and she was like ki papa aapko kuch nahi aata mummy sabse achhi hai you know the, and that was a moment i realized ki yes finally you know we are kind of uh, bonding yeah. so every family is different every family structure and uh, uh, the the way they kind of interact is different so what worked uh, in my favor and uh, the intuitions as you said was we did not give her any special attention i'll be very honest with you so when she was home initial 1 2 3 4 days i did kind of give that special attention but i realized that if i keep on doing that i will be kind of you know making her feel very special which i didn't want to because i wanted to normalize it as early as possible similarly with my boys they were also equally young i didn't want them to feel left out so i was very normal about it i was very cool i was i, I tried to remain cool i mean i was not cool but i tried pretended to be cool obviously because it was a sudden change in my life and yes having two boys uh, and i stay in a joint family so i have other kids as well they were like seven eight more kids they came to see nara and they were playing so we had seven eight kids playing together so these things worked in our favor and yes uh, so much that the language also did not come as a barrier because we being bengali the language did not come as a barrier and she kind of started understanding her language within 30 days in fact mm-hmm. and now she speaks you know fluent bengali okay okay so it's interesting now when you say that I didn't want her to feel special, but basically, what you mean is that you didn't want her to feel differentiated. Differentiated, exactly. Because a mother hmm. is always making her children feel special. Exactly. By making her feel like one of your own and treating her such, you did make her feel special. Yes, yes, yes. You just right. want to differentiate her, which yes. is such a wonderful thing to hear, and that's exactly what I was talking about intuition. But I think anybody who has one child and brings home another child. whatever way has the same challenge hmm. how to how to keep both of them in balance or the new one in balance with the old one so the old ones don't feel left out and the new one doesn't get spoiled exactly so, so the mothering challenges were the same like it was same it was same and especially i think it was little strong the stronger in me because they were almost of the same age so they could understand so let's say when uh, uh, my elder son was 3 years old and when i uh, brought a newborn home uh, oh, yeah. there were days when i could kind of keep the child in the cradle and talk to spend some time with uh, my son but it was not uh, it did not happen when inara was home because she also needed attention i also want, wanted to make sure that the boys don't feel uh, left out so it was yes it was little uh, challenging for me but i think we uh, it happened i mean these kind of challenges will overcome with time and we overcame with time i had a very strong support from my husband and he used to spend time a lot of time at home you know uh, so it worked uh, out really well for me okay. and how old is she now she will be 5 next year next month next yeah. month she will be 5 so years so tell old. us a little bit about that bond now and i i'd like to hear both sides of it since she's a child who knows that she's adopted and that she has had early experiences before she met you 
versus the bond that you have today and how both of them show up uh, and how do you deal with that? All right. For me, I'm uh, from my end, you can say it's same for all the three boys, for three kids. Uh, coming to my daughter, uh, the one good part is that she has accepted the fact that we are her forever family. How? I will tell you with an example. Uh, as I told you, she was three years old. So she still remembers her previous caretaker's name. She still remembers a life out there because I'm happy that she has good memories uh, of her previous home because they had a huge park and a lot of swings and all. And now because of the entire uh, lockdown situation, she's unable to go out. So she keeps on recalling those days and saying, Mama, I used to play there. I used to live. So there was a day when she started talking about her previous uh, home and how her life used to be. And my uh, younger son, he asked me, so Inara, you want to go there? You want to stay with us? So she replied that I want to go there. I want to meet them uh, for some time, say hi, but come back and stay here. She said that, you know, and which is a very good and beautiful thing. Uh, and uh, that made us feel that she knows the fact that we are her forever family. Having said this, um, she still, uh, she still uh, has a feeling of sometimes she you know she does get a little scared she does has that separation anxiety or if she she doesn't get to see me for more than an hour she'll get a little uh and then she's only five years old yes yes and she's like where is mama where is uh, papa and um, uh, uh, so the bond has already been created and uh she's still taking her own time to accept that this is it this is because she's just five years and and uh, experienced parents told me that uh, jania it's gonna take more time so all you have to do is just constantly keep talking to her keep telling her that we are your uh, forever family keep reassuring her and she will be there as yeah. a couple of years three years we don't know but she uh, will be uh, there yeah, but what I hear from you is that you're quite comfortable with her past. So it's not like you want her to forget it. No. Or erase it. So you don't want to have that perfect family where she doesn't remember anything and you want to sweep it under the carpet. That will be very unfair. Comfortable with it. That will be very unfair for me to do so because that's the truth. Can we erase the truth? We cannot. And yeah. and then coming to disclosure about adoption. I uh, we she she understands that she has come from some other place. Yeah. She might not understand the words like adoption or birth parent or uh, adoptive uh, parent, but she understands. And it's high time we start talking about disclosure. Disclosure of adoption is a gradual process. Yeah. And what I want is to make the concept and the word adoption in my family, among my boys, among my uh, daughter, among my husband, very common. So that when we finally start talking about the disclosure, she'll get used to it. Yeah. I won't say that she might she might react she will react positively she may even react negatively because as we know that child dev, uh, their cognitive level develop with time their psychological structure changes with time so what she is now after three years or when she's seven years old she may perceive it in a some in some other way so right now my goal is to make it as normal as possible also the bond exactly so so no matter where she is she will still remember the love that she has with you exactly that exactly. can't go away just because you've learned something new about yourself exactly, exactly. 
It's interesting, Jenya, because you say that when we do pre and perinatal psychology and early psychology, we say that children have a sense of what their life was. So it's not like in her in her sense in her cellular memory she will ever forget the the abandonment. That yes. that's an element of who she is. Exactly. But if she can feel that, she can also feel love the same way. And what that would probably be a goal in a parent-child relationship that they uh, that they come together. Now you know the way you use the word adoption. People don't look at this word in the right way. So there are again two sides to it because we are so uncomfortable with the truth that we want to paint it one way or the other. Either we paint it with black and not look at it at all, and the other side we like to romanticize it. And uh, I know you have strong views about that, so talk about that a little bit. All right. So I, um, when I started talking about my adoption journey, and I, my whole intent was to, you know, create the awareness around adoption that it's a normal thing, and uh, you know, the taboo should be removed. I did get a lot of messages where people started telling me that Jania, when you are using the word adoption, don't you think you are creating a difference between your kids because you're using the word adopted child you're using words like biological child and it was then i realized that they are neither they are wrong nor they are right because i tell them that i don't go around telling that oh my daughter is adopted oh my boys are uh, biological. biological no i don't uh, do that people who know my story they know my story but again people who don't know my story or uh, let's say somebody who met me after 2 years and suddenly they are seeing a 5 year old child in the house so obviously i have to uh, be very uh, you know i have to give them the right information but if we don't talk about it how are we going to create the awareness how are we going to make the entire concept normal if we don't uh, talk about it neither i want to glorify adoption nor i want to make it look like something very secretive because i i, I also get messages and uh, suggestions from relatives and friends and strangers that uh, please don't tell your daughter and why not i mean it's it's she has a right to know the truth so uh, the more we uh, cringe with the word adoption it means that i'm failing myself as a parent to create the awareness i'll be very honest with you the more we accept the word adoption because it's a word technically dictionary mein ek word hai so why not use it yes why not make it sound normal if we, there are so many uh, uh, words in the dictionary in the world where people kind of why not why not i always ask why not because i really want to have a logical reasoning mujhe reasoning samajh mein nahi aata hai like what is your linear reason ki hum mai kyun na use kare जर्नी Exactly. so then why not because in the child's experience that is her truth that is her truth she didn't I have anybody and now she has you yes the, the the word adoption did arise from a sad incident this is also the truth a child is uh, put up for adoption once the ch- either the child is abandoned 
or orphaned or legally surrendered. So the separation is still there. And I understand that uh, this is a, one of the most uh, saddest part. But having said this, can we rub it off? Can we erase it? No, we cannot erase it. Can we do anything about it? If we can, then do give me suggestions that can you do anything about that? The abandonment, the no, you cannot. Then let's, why not uh, use the word adoption in a positive way and make life better for us and for children around? Absolutely. As I'm hearing you, I'm thinking that actually abandon, uh, the abandonment is the sad part. The adoption is actually the happy part. The happiest part, exactly. So there was a family who for some reason, and let's look at it with compassion here, that for some reason could not support this child or love the child or look after the child how they deserve. This child deserves. And there is a family who can. So I think adoption is the, the happier side of that coin. Exactly. Where, uh, you know, you, you, as a mother, sometimes we feel that God knows what this family must have gone through or this woman must have gone through to let go. Exactly. Let it go. So this couldn't have been an easy choice for a family or a woman. And so that is really the sad part that the whole society couldn't support that woman to love her child and keep it. Not the, the family who wants to keep the child. I think it's a wonderful word then. And when you said the word, use the word society, this is exactly what I want to uh, tell Divya, that uh, as a society, I mean, it's, it, it, it kind of breaks my heart to say this, but you, at one side, you are not able to support that uh, birth mother. At the other side, you are uh, putting down that adoptive parent for doing so dis because she has already has her, again, hashtag own kid. Yeah, yeah. Okay? yeah. So yeah. you have to decide what you want to do. Yeah. After telling your life, you know. So yeah. so let's let's focus at the good, good thing, which is adoption. And let's you know, uh, take it ahead and make it look as normal as possible. Yeah. So next time when somebody uh, talks about, uh, you know, I'm trying for a child and I'm not able to conceive, at least you can happily say, hey, why not try adoption? Yeah. Does that appeal to you? What yeah. do you think about it? Let it, it feel. Let's see how it feels in you. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I think these conversations are really, really important. We have a question come up. It says, how did your relatives and friends react post her coming home? Okay, so um, I shared about my plan to adopt with my parents. Uh, my father was not very excited about it. My mom being a Indian mom who cannot make, who wants to support her husband and keep her child happy. She was swinging from one <laughs> uh, party to another party, meaning your father is right, uh, but you are also right and stuff. Uh, so what we, what we realized that uh, not many gonna react well to it. So we shared with only very close friends and most of the reaction, uh, I think I have told you that why? The reaction from my friend's side was why you want to do this? You know, um, are you sure about it, Jania? I mean, you already have two uh, boys, but as I they did not kind of discourage me, but they were more curious, curious to know that why I'm doing this. Coming to my in-laws side, I did not share much details with them except for one of my sister-in-law because I realized that they're going to kind of not appreciate it so we decided that we had two years of time in between i mean from registration to bringing our child home so we took this uh, two years of time in talking to people understanding their mindset and you know trying not convincing them but introdu introducing them to the whole world of adoption and how it looks like including 
uh, you know, kind of counseling ourselves as well because we also need this is something new to us and we also need our own uh, counseling. So when you say how did my relatives react um, when my child was home, most of them were not very happy about it. To be very honest, there were many people who do not actually come to meet us after this. Uh, my father was very happy, uh, but he, as of you know, again, he did not express it. But he was constantly calling me, uh, calling my husband that have you guys reached home? What what is a, what is a child doing? Huh? You know he. But slowly, slowly, uh, you know how parents are. Relatives took time. In laws, uh, they took uh, time. But eventually, within a couple of months, things got because but, a child child brings his own flavor. And my daughter, uh, she's very jolly and very, she's very talkative and she's very social. So she used to go and hug everyone around. She used to hug the driver. She used to hug uh, the, our house elf. She used to hug the gardener. So they also felt that love. Ki the child is so uh, jolly and so happy. So how can you not love uh, a happy child, a jolly child when she's talking to you, uh, when she's asking, ki Mujhe bhi chocolate de do. how can you not do it? So yeah. ऑप्शन uh her reaction was that um it's a huge responsibility and you need to have a very big big heart uh to uh, love a child whom you did not give birth to having said that i will still uh, advise you to try biologically for the third time and if it's a boy again then adopt a fourth girl oh dear yeah she said that so i took it positively if you genuinely ask me because by that time i had already registered so i was like yeah you it's a good idea but i took it positive that at least she is still okay with the word adoption okay yeah uh, for me to adopt a child or else she wouldn't have told that go adopt the fourth baby yeah but yeah. then when she was home my mother in law was she had a video call and she was very happy she was very happy and because now when he was very happy her son was happy so she was like mera beta khush hai to mujhe kya chahiye you know how things are that's the love of a child exactly that's the love of a mother mother love of a mother yeah और वैसे भी जब हम हिंदी में माँ की ममता की बात करते हैं तो उसके ऊपर पहले ये नहीं कहते हैं कि अपने बच्चे से माँ की ममता सो so, माँ की ममता इज सच एन एक्सपेंसिव क्वालिटी it's 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 love it's pure unconditional love that's it hmm hmm so if somebody looks at and gets inspired and finds uh, that intention of conception of that baby calls to them what would the few things if you were to just put some steps to it what would those be practical advice for people who are who may explore this my first suggestion is talk to as many as adoptive parents as you can because the procedure to adopt the legal guidelines they are all available on the internet but the experiences are not available different family they have their own set of experiences talk to as many as parents as you can adoptive parents and if you are someone who uh, already have a biological child and wants to adopt a second or a third baby talk to families who did i mean families like us who are that's the thing which i have spoken to more than 100 families divya in my course of research 
uh, and this really and second is joint support groups there are social thanks social media thanks to uh, technology we have so many support groups joint support groups understand again take time do not jump into it if you want 6 months take 6 months of your time if you want one year take one year of your time but you have to be mentally strong before you uh, click on that register button and for for that talk to as many as adoptive families because what happens is that in the course of adoption people land up talking to their families their relatives and then uh, since those relatives have no clue about adoption they land up giving wrong information and this is something which a prospective parent does not want they because they are already overwhelmed they are already yeah. in a dilemma and then you are uh, uh, you know snowed under a lot of negative news which they haven't even experienced i mean i may sound very rude but do not talk to people who do not have any uh, any uh, knowledge about adoption if they are not adoptive parents if they are not adoption counselor or if they are not somebody who has you know worked around uh, orphan children please do not talk to anybody who who has zero knowledge बिकॉज यू विल गेट आंसर लाइक मेरे मेरे गांव में फूफी के बेटी ने किया था उसका बेटा बड़ा होकर छोड़ के चला गया हमारे वहां पे ऐसा हुआ था उसके बेटा ने सारा प्रॉपर्टीज अपनेगेन सबका अलग अलग माइंड सेट होता है देर देर थ्रेश इज डिफरेंट सो हो सकते कि देर आर मेनी पेरेंट हुई चेंज यर माइंड आफ्टर लिसनिंग टू दिस नेगेटिव न्यूज एंड हु इज एट लॉस यू आर एट लॉस because the one who has given you this false information wo bol ke chala jayega but you are losing a, a chance to have a child i was very strong and these things did not uh, affect me but not everybody is strong enough and it's totally fine i mean sabka alag alag mind so it's totally fine so talk to as many of knowledgeable people experienced people and then take a call yeah I think anybody who's having a child biological or otherwise should have a deep look at their life their belief systems their commitment to the child and what it entails before actually bringing a child into the world and into their families exactly. you know unfortunately adoption ke liye register ka button dabana padta hai aur biological ke liye aap baad mein sochte hain but all children need their parents to understand what is that commitment you are making to this human being who is uh, trusting you and depending on you yes. here's an interesting question uh, and it says was your husband on the same page as you were when you decided to adopt no he was not so um, my husband um, my husband is um, again it depends on person to person my husband is a very um, he's overly mature i say and he's very practical he's very logical and being uh, somebody who has he has a different uh, lifestyle altogether uh, because when he was 8 years old he was shifted to delhi and he, he stayed without his parents uh, since he was 8 years old he stayed with his um, uh, cousin brother and his wife okay so he was brought up without i mean though he was being loved by his uh, bhabhi but he did miss his parents love of course so he is a very brutally honest and brutally practical a uh, guy because he fought his way out he 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 is a he uh, he is a self made man okay so when i but having said this the desire to have a daughter was extremely strong in him so he he made it very clear to me that jenia if you have a girl i mean when i was expecting my first child then i am not going to have any more child because i will just want one girl that's it the desire in him was very strong so when i shared about the adoption thing that can we do it at one side he said the the idea is very lucrative because finally i'm going to have a girl child but on other side i have to understand the fact that 
this is something different from what we have done so he was not on the same page and he said that i need some time he took good 3 to 4 months in the meanwhile what i did was i did join some support groups and i used to keep him showing pictures of homecoming pictures of parents welcoming their uh, ch- children and their stories so it was my way of kind of indirectly convincing him and it worked and after 3 months he said that yes let's do it and the day he said yes i registered that very day <laughs> i'm just going to register and yes so these things worked and he took his time it's very important as a couple that both the couple they need to be on the same page and if your partner needs time please give him or her time and do not for because they, i did some mistake where i used to constantly talking about adoption with him and there were time when he got really annoyed and he was like nahi karna you are so much into it and you are actually annoying me and then he realized that it's a mistake from mine i you have to give him time and he took yeah. three four months before we yeah. and this is no different than when you are planning a baby you may not be on the same page yes, at the yes, same yes. time exactly exactly and then you exactly. have a conversation and you you know have a have a dialogue about it that's that's probably all decisions in life genia all decisions in But fact i think for a first child it was my husband who was keen to have a child where i was not uh, ready and it's uh, i was not ready and then again he said you take your time i took my good 3 to 4 months of time and then we went right so yes so whether it's biological whether it's adopted or in any way if you are blessed with the love of a child in your life it's a lifetime commitment yes. because you're the adult and they are the children everything uh, is same divya everything is same it's just that the procedure is different but rest yeah. everything is same yeah. when you are going to have a child be it biologically be it uh, through adoption be it uh, through surrogacy everything is same i yeah. think becoming a mother and then yes. being a mother so you you are the mother of the child who you hold in your arms exactly. okay so we have a, we have a few more questions it's better to adopt a baby or an older child who understands okay again let's make it very clear that beat a newborn beat an older child the separation anxiety is same in both the cases in a case of newborn the, the newborn is used to a particular room for 9 months and suddenly the child is uh, the child is out on the world that and he or she is exposed to somebody else the separation anxiety is there in a newborn too so there is a very uh, there is a misconception myth that people say ki newborn baby adopt adjustment issues nahi honge this is actually wrong yeah both they all every they all go through that abandonment issue the separation anxiety is extremely mm-hmm. strong and they show in their later later on life so it yeah. can be at the age of 2 it can be as the age of 3 it can be during teenagers as well so uh, in my case having an older child worked for me to be very honest because my boys were of the same age as a mother i was able to understand her needs because uh, i had that hormones already activated as i said and uh, uh, yes since she had she has her own mind there were times when she was little uh, hesitant but i think it's okay i mean kids are like this right i mean a newborn will grow up to be a toddler a uh, 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 aggressive toddler as well or or angry toddler it's totally fine yeah. so you have to decide what you want so there are some parents who wants to enjoy the infancy stage it's totally fine there are some parents who wants to adopt an older child there is no difference actually very honest yeah. so yeah. yes so it's entirely up to you so uh okay are there any moments in in the day to day life when your daughter's habits don't match and annoy you 
to think these habits come from an unknown source and are there times that your son's habits annoy you and and you know the source yes i my eldest son is just like me and it annoys me and why he's <laughs> like me because i am very fickle minded and i can see that in my eldest son it really annoys annoys me uh let's see again you know what as a mother of three kids and my three kids are like three different personalities and they actually all all three of them annoy me to the core and this pandemic situation is something like i'm always 24/7 annoyed uh no my daughter's habit do not annoy me but there are some days when she goes to her uh, i can say dark phase or dark area where she might recall some of her incident and she's since she's a child she's not able to express it verbally she does it through a different way through meltdowns through tantrums through getting cringy it doesn't annoy me uh because it that is the moment where i have to support her that's a time where she actually needs me she might not need me when she's playing she might not need me when she's eating but she's she needs me and if i get annoyed at that time then how i'm going to develop that bond because she needs to trust me 100% i have i am already in love with her but i am i don't know how much she loves me and that is the particular moment where i need to be with her and try to understand understand her because the truth is that the first three of her life she is still carrying that baggage on her yeah. self a small child just a 5 years old child and she's carrying that baggage of her uh, that uh, abandonment so i have to be there with her so no it doesn't annoy me it upsets me sometimes it makes me it breaks my heart because sometimes i am not able to understand what's going on in her mind ultimately i am also a human being divya yeah. and sometimes i as a mother i do fail to understand what my child yeah, yeah, wants and that's why it upsets me it makes me say wish i could go deep inside her brain and understand key what she wants what kind of reaction make it right for her make it right for her i i that's I the bigger challenge mother but i don't i cannot i mean because yeah. i am not perfect so it and it doesn't annoy me i it's that time i know that i need to be with her it's actually heartbreaking to know that this child has to go through this and there is nothing we can do but nothing love her love and keep reminding her no matter what that she yes, she is ours and we love her that affirmation is very important you can't say that enough you can't tell a child enough how much they are loved welcomed and wanted i think these are the three things we talk in the prenatal period we talk about it in pregnancy we talk about it in infancy but i think every human being wants to be welcomed wanted and loved it's it's a human need okay has somebody told you that your daughter looks like you everyone everyone so when we went to uh, the child care institution when the day we wanted to you uh, know the day we did the formalities in fact the caretakers were amazed to see that our curls we had this curl connection and they were like amazed to see so yeah uh, when my when my mother saw her picture for the first time so we were sent a very small passport size picture of our daughter uh, at the time of referral we got a mail that your profile you have been matched with a child and we had a very small passport size very hazy blurred picture and my mother said that it looks as if your younger self is standing right in front of me so it's a divine match so yes. many people tell me that did you go and select the child and mm-hmm. i'm like you know that's not how it works uh, in adoption in through kara it's a divine match and it, i mean i have no words to say what how to say this but it's just a divine match but there's also a part of nurturing and you know how children they pick up things and subtle body postures movements gestures words tone that they pick up from their parents and that's nurture that's so that's nature which is biological and then there's nurture, nurture. Yes. and then of course bruce lipton talks about power of love 
And that's a wonderful thing to see that nurture, nature, nurture and power of love is a part of mothering. It's not just one or the other. Just biologically, your genes don't make that child you. No. In fact, people tell me that my uh, my daughter and my uh, younger son, so they they call them twins. So people, uh, I mean, strangers come to me and say, oh, you are so lucky to have twins, a boy and a girl. So they call them twins. So I think, and the more she's, uh, uh, you know, growing, growing and she has started resembling everyone. I think it happens everywhere. I have so many families, uh, I mean, friends, adoptive family friends, and their kids are actually looking like, like their parents. Yes, because the micro expressions of the face yes. are reflecting each other. They're yes. called mirror neurons for yes. a reason. Okay. And then the, the way you hold your face, the small expressions are absolutely identical because, uh, and that's one of the way uh, you find that when, you're, when you see that and you see those expressions in your child, you actually feel connected. That's nature's mechanism that you don't ever leave your child, that you feel drawn to them. Exactly. So it's, it's wonderful. Uh, and of course, we had so many messages that say that how inspiring your story was uh, without glorifying it, but just on a human level, it's touching, it's inspiring. And uh, it opens up a world of love for parents and babies. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, thank you so much for giving your time, your beautiful thoughts and so openly sharing. Like I said, there is nothing more beautiful in the world than the honest truth. And so thank you so much for joining thank us you. today. Thank uh, you. Um, I cannot thank you enough. I, I'm really touched by it. It's, it's something pleasure. that's really close to my heart as well. Just pleasure. I just spoke my heart out and yes. I'm feeling light actually. I'm <laughs> feeling better. <laughs> okay. Is there anything that you feel that you want to say before you go today? Um, you know, I know what was important to you and uh, hopefully we've touched upon. Yes. It's such a big topic. It's such a It's a big topic. Uh, at the same time, uh, we have to, uh, even if you are not uh, an adoptive parent, or even if you're not uh, considering adoption as an option, I would still like you to understand the process of adoption so that uh, I have told this to you before as well, that when I shared my pregnancy news to my friends and family, the reaction was, wow, Jenny, congratulations. But when I shared my decision to adopt, the reaction was, "Acha, matlab kyun? Why?" So next time when you hear a prospective parent deciding, uh, you know, sharing their news, all you can, you should do. I'm not saying you should do. I mean, you can do is just say, "Wow, congratulations!" Let me know if I if I can be of any help to you. I'm yeah. sorry, I'm not aware of the adoption process. So please let me know if I can be of any help to you. So you just all, everyone, beat anyone. We need support. Adoptive yeah. parents, prospective adoptive parents, or prospective would be, uh, would be mother, she needs support. So we need that love, that support. So next time, just say, Wow, congratulations. That's it. You don't have yeah. to yeah. ask why, when, how. Yeah. No. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yes. Let's celebrate the coming of a child exactly. into our life. Exactly. Thank you so much. What a wonderful thought to end on. Thank you, Jinya. Thank you, Jinya. Uh, Thank you so much. Good, good night. Good night. Bye. Um, thank you so much for listening. For all those who are with us today and in the future, this was Jinya talking about her journey with adoption, but also bringing out a few ideas for humanity to love and for the love of a child and to become a mother. Uh, there doesn't have to be a set pattern. Open your hearts, love a child. And for the, for all of you, you can access these conversations on our e-learning platform, which is elearning.birthbonds.com. And they will be available for you for 30 days. And we will be back tomorrow night with another important conversation that we don't have enough extending into how our psyches are influenced 
by how we see a fundamental and fun part of our life. Now we're going to talk with Swati Jagdish about sexual education. Thank you so much and good night. My name is Divya Deswal. Thank you.